You're listening to HR Mavericks, a weekly podcast featuring leading small business HR professionals who share their experiences and insights to help you know how to turn your HR processes and employee experience into a strategic business advantage. Let's get into the show. Welcome to the next episode of HR Mavericks. I'm your host, Garrett Justice, and today I'm joined by Amber Parr, who's the HR manager at Sundance. Amber, how are you, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. I'm super happy to be here. Thank you so much for inviting me. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to dive into our topic today. I think it's going to be a really good one and really, really thankful for you for joining, taking the time today to kind of share some of your insights with us. But again, before we do, like all of our episodes, we want to understand a little bit more about your background and about your company, Sundance, because people hear Sundance, they think of the resort or they think of lots of different things. There's yeah. a few different companies kind of associated with that name. And so tell us a little bit more about that and also your career background. Okay. Cool. So um, I guess I'll just start with my career and then go from there. Um, I actually fell into HR by accident. Probably. I think that's the case for a lot of people. I was about 20 years old and was a store manager at a cell phone company. And I had a friend who was a director at a nonprofit organization that provided several services for children with disabilities that were in um, foster care. And he's like, hey, you should apply for this HR entry-level position. And I was actually super drawn to it, not necessarily because of the HR opportunity per se, um, but because I thought I wanted to be a social worker at the time. And, you know, we're super excited about getting that in at the company, you know, that provided those services for children. So I could kind of gain exposure and kind of start that career path. Um, I was adopted actually when I was a teenager. So I think because of that, I had in my mind, um, you know, I wanted to be a social worker because I could relate to children in, you know, similar situations. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, I got the job and I really fell in love with the HR aspects of the position. And uh, for various reasons, just decided that, you know, the social worker career path really wasn't for me. So, you know, over the last 10 years, I've really been in various HR roles and, you know, had the opportunity to do, build and improve really every facet of the HR function. So, you know, recruiting, onboarding benefits, employee relations, compensation, employee engagement, development, compliance, offboarding, and, you know, all of that. Um, Small business HR wears a lot of hats, right? Yes, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) So many hats. Um, And I I think I fell in love with, uh, fell in love with HR just because I really like, and I really love being a part of the employee experience. Um, I love providing management solutions on how to get the best from their employees and really help businesses meet their goals through people solutions. And mm-hmm. I'm super passionate about being a part of that business success. And I think a huge part of that is creating a space where, you know, all level of employees can do their best work. So that's just a little bit about my career and, you know, yeah, why I, I love, love HR. That. No, I love that. I think that resonates so much. I think, you know, one of the things I've noticed um, since kind of getting into the HR space a little bit, I come from a more of a marketing background, but as I've gotten into the HR space, one of the, one of the trends I've noticed is, you know, exactly what you just talked about, that shift towards employee experience and businesses are starting to realize finally, thankfully, right. Mm-hmm. That their most important assets are there people? And as mm-hmm. you can improve the experience for your people, it improves all aspects of your business. Like there's definitely a tie to direct tie to 
as your employees have a better experience, then, you know, your customers have a better experience. You make more money on and on and on and on, right? There's so many things exactly. that impact that healthy business. So I love that you talked about For that. Sure. So tell us more about Sundance though. All right. So Sundance, actually known as Sundance Catalog. Um, so Sundance Catalog, we're a premium American lifestyle omni-channel retailer kind of mouthful, but we sell um, apparel, accessories, jewelry, and home decor. Um, We were founded over 30 years ago by Robert Redford. Um, A lot of people have heard Mm -hmm. of him. He's a famous actor and director. And uh, we're headquartered in Salt Lake and have several retail stores across the country. Um, The Sundance brand is amazing. I absolutely love it. When you work for Sundance, you feel a part of something special. And uh, they have beautiful, unique products that are either handmade, designed in-house, or just really not commonly found elsewhere or have like a really cool story behind them. So, you know, it's been a really fun and, you know, rewarding experience so far. Yeah, that's great. It definitely is an iconic brand that lots of people know. Mm -hmm. And it sounds like it all started kind of from the same place. You have the resort, you have the film festival, you have the catalog, but now they've kind of separated out. They're separate companies for for the most part, right? The catalog is separate and kind of run as a separate company and retail, omni-channel retailer than the resort and film festival and everything else. Is that right? Yeah, no, that's that's exactly correct. So we were actually founded over 30 years ago by Robert Redford, but um, there's a general general store at the um, Sundance Resort, and they had a lot of specialty items that w- was gaining a lot of popularity, and like guests would frequently write requesting those items, and that just kind of started the the catalog. And kind of fast forward 30 years later, you know, the catalog is a piece, but you know, it's 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 we have a lot of retail stores and we have a great online presence and you know it's just it's turned into this really beautiful legacy brand which has been really cool very cool well hey i'm excited to jump into our topic today so when you and i were chatting about what should we talk about on this episode today you kind of posed this idea of why hr needs a growth mindset and i thought that was a really cool, interesting topic to dive into today. So just to kind of set the stage for our listeners, explain to us what you mean when you say a growth mindset. What is it and why is it important, especially for HR? Yeah. Yeah. Great question. I'll first hit on like, what is a growth mindset? Um, And I'll start by saying I'm super passionate about the concept of learning and growth because I think that when we have that growth mindset, we're able to push ourselves to be and to do great things, which, you know, not only positively impacts us professionally, but, you know, personally as well. And I definitely think that HR professionals in general need to have a learning and that growth mindset in this ever-changing climate that we're in. Um, And people who are able to hone in on the importance and the necessity of learning and growth can just have such a huge impact on the employee experience and the organization as a whole that they're a part of. And so there are a few things that come to my mind when defining a growth mindset. Um, to me, it's it's about seeking opportunities to learn and to gain more knowledge. 
um, in areas that maybe you're already familiar with or, you know, that's totally new to you. And it's just having that overall willingness to like never stay stagnant, you know, not saying this is the way we've always done it and I'm not going to change. Um, you know, it is what it is. I, I think that people who have that mindset tend to miss opportunities um, and that could really add value to employees and add value to the organization. Another aspect of having a growth mindset, I would say, is asking questions, you know, seek to understand not only how things are done, but why things are done. Because I think when you do that, you can have, you know, a more holistic understanding of, you know, what you're looking into. And it's, it's really about having that mind shift about viewing challenges that you face within, let's say, your role, organization, um, or challenges within tasks as more of an opportunity to learn um, and an opportunity for growth and to overcome and succeed versus, you know, focusing on like the negative aspects of the situation. Um, yeah, I love, I love this topic. I, I, this just resonates with me so much because so at, at Eddie, our company, we do a book of the month where everyone who wants to can participate in reading a book of the month. And the book that we're reading this month is, um, called the infinite game by Simon Sinek. He talks about the difference between an infinite mindset and a finite mindset and the different games that we play. And so anyways, it's just resonating with me because I've I've just been reading that book. And so many things that you just said are things that he talks about that so often in business, we approach it like it's a, like it's a finite game, right. That has established rules and, and we have a finite mindset, but in reality, it's not like it's an infinite Mm -hmm. game and there's, there's not established rules. And so what that means is we have to constantly be learning and growing and evolving and you use changes that happen in your business or in your work as opportunities for new growth, instead of guarding them and trying to prevent those from happening. So anyways, I'm sorry to, for the side note there, but this is just resonating so much with me because I just started reading that book and I loved it. I know it's, it's super exciting. And I, I don't know, that's why I'm so passionate about it. Cause yeah. you know, I've just seen in my career, the power that can come from having that growth mindset. And also I think like being adaptable, like it's changing your perspective on when failure happens because it will, I mean, we're mm-hmm. humans, right? It tends to be unavoidable for us. Um, viewing it as, okay, I'm going to self-reflect. I'm going to adjust and I'm going to move on and do better. You know, it's like, okay, I know X and Y is not working or producing really the best outcome or the best results. So I'm going to try, you know, pivot and try Z, you know? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, just to kind of wrap up, like, what is a growth mindset to me, I would really say what it comes down to is just the desire to be better than you were, you know, last year, last month, or, you know, even yesterday. So, yeah, I love it. And I think that mindset, it seems like, I mean, that's something that's important for anyone to have, right? Totally. Mm -hmm. Why do you think it's especially important for those who work in HR to have that growth mindset? What is it about that role of HR where that's really needed? Yeah. (laughs) And that's a loaded question. Um, (laughs) I think the HR profession and any HR person would say, like, it's so broad, right? It covers so many different areas. I mean, just to name a few, like recruiting, onboarding, benefits, training, career pathing, and then it's like compensation. Oh, let's focus on employee development, employee engagement. Mm -hmm. Oh, we have to worry about legal compliance and employee relations and organizational design, like, you know, all the way to being that seat at the table that's a part of accomplishing business outcomes through, you know, strategic employee initiatives. So, you know, some departments are 
some HR departments are even expected to do things like payroll, company events and activities, um, safety, like the list just goes on and on. on and, and I, on. yeah, <laughs> on and on. Um, and I, and I think within each of those areas, there's such a huge range on like what you can do. Like, let's take onboarding, for example, like you can certainly send someone new hire paperwork, make sure they complete it, do their four by nine, make sure they have access to what they need, you know, review company policies. That's like the basic level of like, okay, I'm going to use air quotes onboarding. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think HR can even take even that aspect so much further to develop an onboarding, uh, a robust onboarding program that, you know, makes the new hire feel welcome, conveys and gets them pumped about the mission, vision, and values, and ensure that they have, you know, defined training plans that, you know, that they know what to expect those 30, 60, 90 days, let's say, and, you know, they have regular feedback, they have go-to people within the organization, you know, you're educating them on functions within the organization and how that all works. And it comes together as a whole and so much more in that onboarding piece. And I kind of laugh because when I hear people outside of HR say like, Oh, you work in HR, Um, you know, are you just hire and fire? And I kind of chuckle and say like, Oh, you know, that that's cute. And, you know, I use it as an opportunity to, educate them on, you know, what HR does and the impact they can have and kind of be a part of that, part of changing that Toby Flinderson perspective, you know, of the office. So, um, so, you know, I think kind of starting out of why it's important, it's because there's so many different things that cover, you know, the HR profession. And, um, you know, my, my boss, who's been a huge mentor, um, and a supporter in my life for years once said to me that um, the only thing that you can count on is change. And I'm pretty sure I heard it before, right? I think we probably all have, and it's a really simple sentence, but it really changed my outlook. And I was like, whoa, like change is going to happen and it's unavoidable. Like there's nothing we can do about it. And so if it's going to happen and we're going to spend time and energy in it, then, you know, let's spend positive energy and use it for growth, learning, and improvement. Yeah. Um, You know, one thing that uh, resonates with me from that, um, as I think about the role of HR, I think change is inherent in the role of HR, especially mm -hmm. maybe even more than other roles across a company, right? Like the fact that HR takes some of the things that you just talked about, Mm -hmm. hiring and firing, there's inherent change in an organization that's you know, it, it, part of that or coaching and training employees uh, and teaching, there's inherent change that's going to come about uh, as a result of an HR person doing their job. It could be good. It could be bad. You know what I mean? And so I think mm-hmm. that that change is a big piece for me, as I hear you say that, that really resonates, especially for those in HR, right? Yeah, exactly. Cause I mean, just uh, we operate in several different states, so we have to worry. I mean, just one aspect of change is just on a simple note is, you know, you're worried about federal and state. And then now there's local laws for all of these different states and, you know, kind of outside the legal compliance piece. It's, you know, and you have to keep a pulse on like, you know, what what's happening out there mm-hmm. and what are employees now expecting? And you have to be able to, you know, adjust to that. Um, and, you know, I think gone are the days where companies are wanting this 
paper pushing like transactional HR. I think if anything, more and more, you know, companies are looking for HR to help solve problems within the organization and really be that trusted partner. Um, That's a part of achieving their business goals. Um, Yeah. And I think that's the key piece, right? Like I think that smart companies are realizing that their people are their most important assets and they need not an administrative HR person who just gets people to sign their onboarding paperwork, but a strategic HR person who can really help guide the company on creating an excellent employee experience because it will result in tangible business outcomes, right? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And if there's there's definitely been a, a, sh- a shift with, with leadership and you know, they think about the employee experience more and they're looking for HR to provide those solutions. So, you know, why it's important for all of those reasons. And, you know, I think the more, you know, the more that you can share that knowledge and with your team, with, you know, employees, with managers and be that resource, like, you know, for example, you know, it's something as simple as just educating someone on, you know, the company benefits and how benefits work all the way to, you know, helping a manager have a difficult conversation with an employee and giving them skills that they can use not only in, you know, that conversation, but conversations moving forward so they can get the best outcome. Um, I mean, you can be involved in creating a compensation program that pays people fairly, like all the way to recommending and being involved in those strategic business and, you know, employee initiatives. So that's why I'm just so passionate about it and think that, you know, HR can, you know, if they have that growth and learning mindset and, you know, be able to adapt and change just can add so much value. Yeah. I love that. I think that is totally true. So next question I have for you then is I know for small business HR people, especially who are the solo HR person, or they're on a small team, everything that you just talked about, there is so many things for that small HR department to be responsible for. So having a mindset of how do I learn and improve across all of these areas, I think is definitely key and important, but what should HR be focused on? How do you, how do you, you prioritize all of those potential things you could be learning and ways you could be helping the organization grow to, you know, focus on the most important things, right? Because there are so many different things there. I think that's a big challenge that a lot of small business HR people face, especially is like, where do I start? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I would, uh, I would venture to say that, you know, not not only myself, but a lot of HR people just, you know, feel like, uh, there's, there's just a lot going on. Right. And, um, you know, as far as like what HR should be focused on learning, I don't know that I have like a specific answer for that. Like, this is what HR should be focused on learning, because I think that depends on, you know, what the person does and, you know, what they want to learn, where they want to be and, you know, what the organization expects of them. Um, Mm -hmm. But like as a whole in general, I would say, I I believe that HR needs to understand like what the best practices are in whatever area that, you know, that covers. They need to know compliance related items. It's, It's so important to know how to communicate effectively, like have those stellar interpersonal skills that can gain mm-hmm. buy-in for HR initiatives. Um, gosh, I would say like HR needs to be able to have the ability to solve complex problems and resolve conflict. And 
be technology proficient and yeah. you know like the the there's the a lot for sure on and on like you know all the way to being able to okay how do we help get the best out of employees and the manager so the organization can accomplish those objectives right so yeah. um i hope so that. what it's good no that's good so what i'm hearing you say though like the takeaway from me for me from what you just said is if you're an HR person who feels like they're stretched too thin, you need to find a way to carve out some time to learn and to mm-hmm. grow and to deepen your knowledge in each of these areas. Because if you're just focused on the execution, the administrative tasks, when it comes to HR, you can only go so deep in each of those areas and you're going to max out your own knowledge and experience, right? Mm-hmm. So you got to be able to carve out some dedicated time to learn and to grow and to develop. And that will help you immensely in knowing how to help the organization push each of those functions further. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. 100%. You nailed it. Good job. Awesome. Cool. <laughs> cool. Well, I, I want to get into more of like the tangible tips then of okay. this. So what are some of your tips for developing that learning and growth mindset? What has worked for you? Uh, okay. Um, one of our internal department values is to be curious. And I love that. It, it really means like continually finding ways to grow and develop, like keep an open mind to others, ideas and opinions, you know, encourage the sharing of thoughts, you know, seeking to understand, like I said, why things are done and, you know, looking for ways to improve effectiveness and approach and, you know, never settle with this is the way it's always been done, you know, evasive innovation and change. Um, so that's been super powerful to me and to my team. And um, I, I have an absolute amazing team here at Sundance. And I think that they all embody that. Um, you know, if the issue is going back to lack of time, uh, you know, I would ask yourself, is what I'm spending time on adding value? You know, is it helping me accomplish our goals, the company goals? If not, ask yourself, you know, why you're doing it. You know, you can, you know, look at scheduled meetings. Are they effective or, you know, can those be tweaked? Um, Is there technology that you can utilize that already exists that, you know, maybe you just need to um, implement some things that aren't currently being utilized, then that can remove some, you know, manual work and free up some time. And, you know, just like you said, making time, like scheduling it out, you know, put it on the calendar, make it happen. You know, you're more likely to do something if it's planned and scheduled. Um, You know, one thing we've had to do internally here is, you know, analyze our internal processes and find if there's any redundancies in what we're doing. Um, Because just like you said, there's, you know, when you work with a small team, and there's a lot of areas to cover and a lot of initiatives, we not only, you know, want to maintain everything that we put in place, but we want to do more things that can, you know, impact employees and impact the organization. And so, you know, we've really had to take a deep dive in analyzing the redundancies and the necessities of our process and kind of shift to, you know, spending our time in ways that add value. Um, Another thing that I've done at a previous company is incorporate learning into existing things. So, you know, we had a monthly team meeting where we would do various things and um, we would incorporate taking turns learning about something new to us and then, you know, learning about it and having the ability to teach it to others. Um, You know, 
other tips I can think of for HR professionals is, you know, the national and SHRM local membership mm-hmm. provide a lot of information and, you know, getting your HR certification is amazing, you know, furthering your education. And I would say, like, make or develop relationships within your network. There's plenty of people out there, you know, especially, you know, the area that we're in that have so much knowledge and so much experience. So I think tapping into those would be um, meaningful. And yeah, um, yeah. so uh, excellent and, tips. Yeah. Yeah. And one last thing I thought of is just doing things I think that scare you and and push you to stretch yourself because I think that's when growth can really take place, you know? Yeah. I love that. I think that's totally true. And I'm just hearing you talk about this, this conversation is just reminding me of some previous episodes we've done where, you know, the topic has come up on how HR sometimes has a branding problem. We've talked about that on previous episodes Mm -hmm. and how HR is just the, the red tape people at a lot of companies where you have to like stop talking around the water cooler when they walk past, right? Cause you don't want to get in trouble. And I think part of that kind of goes back to exactly what you're talking about. It part of how we change that perception of HR at companies internally is by developing this growth mindset, being open to and embracing change and mm-hmm. getting the feedback from others and learning and that, you know, we don't know everything. And so it's going to constantly evolve and improve in some of our policies and procedures and everything will, will do that as well. And so I think that's one of the ways that as employees see that, it helps to change that internal perception of um, HR people and their focus and purpose. So they're not just the red tape people, if you will. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. And I think it's, it's a struggle and it, it definitely needs to be a balance. Cause I mean, there's, there's things that, you know, have to be done from, you know, a legal and compliance perspective, sure. but, you know, I think it's, you know, framing your conversations to where it's not so much about the red tape, but it, you know, there's the why behind it. And, Mm -hmm. you know, you're you're talking about, Hey, what's in it for them and, you know, explaining why, you know, this is done to, you know, help them gain a little bit more understanding. (laughs) Yeah, totally agree. Yeah. Well, this has been awesome, Amber, really, really appreciate you joining and kind of sharing some of these insights. I think that developing this growth mindset is important for every employee everywhere, but I definitely, after this conversation, understand now better why it's especially important for HR and how to go about doing it. So this has been so great. Thank you. This has been fun. So one of the, one of the last questions I have for you that we like to ask, you know, everyone who comes on is part of our, our vision at Eddie. um, What part of what we believe as a company is that building a healthy business is one of the most charitable things you can do if you do it the right way. So for you, what is the quote unquote right way to build a healthy business? <sighs> quote unquote, quote, the right way um, to build a healthy business. Um, you know, I, I think I would say, um, you know, making sure that um expectations are, are clear with employees. You know, they know what's expected of them, um, that they're taking care of that, um, you know, there's opportunity for, for growth. And, um, I think having things in place and, and leaders in place that 
um, really care about the employee experience because I think we talked about this previously, like more and more businesses are realizing that, you know, that they, they need to be focused on that employee experience in order for them to continue to grow and succeed. And so I think kind of honing in on um, looking at not only how you can be charitable outside of your organization, um, but charitable within your organization to employees and working on, you know, improving that employee experience. And I'll you know, so, yeah, <laughs> focus, focus on your people and the business will take care of itself. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. I love it. Awesome. Well, if there are listeners who have follow-up questions for you or want to get in contact with you, what's the best way for them to do that? Uh, probably on LinkedIn. So okay. just uh, Amber Parr with two R's. So. Okay. We'll <laughs> drop a link to your LinkedIn profile in the show notes too. So you can find it really easily if you're listening and want to get in, in contact with Amber. So Amber, thanks again so much for taking the time to join the episode today. Hope you have a great rest of the day. Okay. Thank you. Today, enduring companies know that their people are their most important assets and they invest in helping them excel. But often, small businesses with limited HR resources struggle to manage their people, payroll, and processes efficiently and create an environment where frontline, deskless employees thrive. That's why we created Eddie. Eddie is the all-in-one HR suite built for local businesses that streamlines tedious HR processes and improves the employee experience for frontline workers. With Eddie, you can hire, manage, pay, and engage employees with one easy-to-use software. No headache required. You've already done the hard part by creating a great business. Now let us help you take it to the next level. Visit eddie.com today to request a demo.